man, Alex Toon. Good to be on, mate. What's up, dude? Yeah, good to be on, mate. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. A pleasure. I've been trying to get you on, but, you know, he's busy with his... Uh, all of his minis, his garage builds, all that jazz. So you know, yes. he's he's uh, got the YouTube the YouTube money now, and he's uh you know, that's it, mate. All the piss off. That's huh? it, mate. You gotta spend it. You gotta spend it. No, no. So it took so so long, mate. I've just been like I said, been crazy with the garage and just family and stuff like that. So yeah, it's good to it's good to be back now. It's good to be back. I've actually got something to talk about now as well because I've actually been working on them for the past few weeks. So. Dude, yeah, they've been... glad to have you back. I was missing all the, uh, you know, the the content that you post, um, but um, yeah, we'll get into that again. If you guys are not watching, you probably should because we're just, you know, every time one up in it. We got yeah. uh, what do we got back there? The Mark yeah, one, got the Mark one and the, was, and the Mark is it a Mark three. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah whatever. Mark three and the new the new garage extension. Everyone, nice. Yeah, you probably see it in the back there. So it's basically. From that, yeah, from that beam onwards, the uh, the new one, new garage extension, yeah, made the world a difference. World a difference. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, I want to jump into this, man. I, you know, I don't really know uh, a whole lot about your stories. I, I know, you know, some recent stuff and some cars that you've owned, but I want to kind of get into it and how you, um, you were attracted to minis what what was kind of your first uh classic mini memory what got you into these minis and uh let's kind of start there um obviously like i said probably the first place i seen them was a italian job and i remember years and years ago i think i was only about 17 or 18 at the time and i always wanted a classic minis my first car and then there was a lad who lived kind of on the estate a little bit further away from mine and he turned up in a white a white mini um, and ever since then i was like yeah i'm sold i'm sold i need one um, and obviously, years have gone by, and then ended up ended up with one eventually. Then, so yeah, that's kind of how it how it all come about. It kind of like fizzled out for a few years, and then I kind of got the itch again for it, and I bought my first one in two thousand and seventeen. Okay, so your first your first one was in two thousand seventeen. Okay, um, I think I could be wrong, but I I was trying to Instagram stalk you. Was it the the like nineteen hundred or two thousand mile mini the red one? Yeah, yeah. Was that yeah, your that first one? Yeah, that was the first one. That was the first one. So how old were you after? So it wasn't like your first car. It was just your first mini. No, it's just my first mini. Right, so yeah, how old you're, was you're older. You're yeah. I was gonna say you're older than that. <laughs> yeah, much older than seventeen now, unfortunately. Um, yeah, how old was I then? 20, 24, 25, I think. When I first bought my first uh-huh. one. Yeah, twenty four. How did you how did you come about that one and what were you looking for like a pristine mini or what cuz that well, that was, seems like a that's like a brand new car. <laughs> honestly it's, it's probably the best one I've ever owned. I'll uh, I'll tell you that one. Um yeah so basically like I said well I used to be into quad bikes and stuff and mountain biking pre uh, pre okay. I was kind of like obviously when I moved out got my life back on track I kind of was itching for something to mess around with um and obviously at the time i had like a little single garage so i thought i wonder if i can get like a little project or something i can just mess about with in my little garage and still able to get all the way around it um so i ended up getting on ebay but i wanted to do a classic mini in automatic because at the time i didn't know we could adapt um adapt the manual once so when he gets on a gets on ebay typed in classic mini automatic and then that one popped up with about three or four others um and as i was flicking through it i was kind of like oh that's crazy that but i thought that's a lot of money for a mini so I kind of just, I sacked it off for a bit, but then obviously the itch just keep, keeps, 
needing to be scratched. So um, I ended up going down to look at it with my granddad. And then a few months later, I uh, I owned it, which was, yeah, pretty crazy, really. Wow. It's crazy, actually, that it, it lasted that long. You know, I would assume that, you know, that would be pretty sought after for some, some of these collectors, right? Yeah, I mean, the only, the only, I think if it, was, if it had been a manual one, it would have flew out. But I think with it being automatic, it's, you've got a very select market for automatic minis. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I like an auto an auto mini. Um, they're nowhere near as fun to drive as manuals. Um, but if you just want to kind of potter around and not have to mess about with gears and stuff, I think they're, I think they're ideal. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard great things about the Auto Mini. Um, one of my friends in Hawaii has one and he loves it. Um, actually, I think somebody here in one of my uh, groups here has one and he loves it too. But um, yeah, that's true. I guess they're they're not that sought after. But how many miles did you end up putting on that thing? Because you sold it not too long ago, last year or something like that? Or? Yeah, I think when I sold it, I think it had about 2,400 on it, 2,500. Um, yeah, I didn't do an awful lot of miles on it. Yeah, I didn't do much in it. That's kind of why. Well, when I when I first bought that one, um, I kind of I started using it. I think I did most of the mileage in like the first year of me having it. I think I owned it four years. I think I sold it in 2021 when I got the. Uh, well, basically, I traded it in for the Mark III, which you can see over my left shoulder. Um, so yeah, I did most of the miles in the first year, and then kind of when I realised what it was and how kind of low mileage it was, I thought I need to try and get something else. That's when I ended up with the with the second mini, which was the uh, which was the blue one, which you've probably uh, probably seen on there. Yeah, that was kind of the first one that um, that I kind of noticed you in, on Instagram when we started uh, kind of connecting and stuff like that, and you were really um, you know modifying that one and getting into it. So was that one a manual though? Then is that no, the first no, that one was that, you got? that was auto, that was auto again. Yeah, that was an auto. That was auto that one was, um, So my first one was a nine nine eight auto carb and then the second one was a 1275 spi carb and the difference between yeah. the two is night and day difference between a 998 and a 1275 auto yeah yeah so much better yeah, yeah. i've never driven anything except for a 1275 so i, I kind of don't know but i know a lot of guys that like the 998s so but the auto's a, a sluggish yeah the, the 998 was terrible um particularly when it was cold it was horrible you couldn't really drive it when it was cold because it just used to conk out all the time um, whereas uh-huh. a 1275 SPI, obviously got its fuel injected. It just seemed to handle everything a little bit better. You could literally just turn it on and go. Whereas with the uh, the 9 and 8 carb, you had to kind of like really warm it up and then mess around with the gears a little bit more on it because you can go like one, two, three, and then D. Right. Whereas the SPI yeah. one, you could just stick it in D and it would just it'd go everywhere, which was uh, which was good. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, interesting. So growing up, you were more into like kind of mountain biking and quads and stuff like that, into cars at all or... Uh, I always liked cars, but it was never really like my, kind of my main my main sort of focus. Um, mm. Obviously, I had my first car was a Vauxhall Corsa, and I think if anyone, any lads are watching this from the UK who kind of passed the test in sort of 2010, 2011, everyone had a Vauxhall Corsa. So, uh, yeah, that was my first car. Obviously, messed around with that, lowered it, painted it, um, painted the wheels black, um, big exhaust on it, tinted windows, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that was kind of my first my first car. Did you uh, actually paint the wheels black or did you plasti dip them? No, they actually got painted black. Yeah, they actually got painted black uh, and didn't plasti dip. Uh, oh, yeah. dang. All right. So you had the attention to detail from early early on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a good little car. That. Yeah, it was a good car, to be fair. I'm afraid to go back and look at the, the cars I first started modifying. There's a lot of plasti dip. That was all the rage back then. <laughs> yeah, I've seen quite, I've seen quite a few people plasti dip. Luckily, it never made it to my classics. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's probably uh, it's probably good it stays on the old modern stuff. Hey. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, I, it turned out nice. It's just, you know, it's not not the style, to, you know, not the not the uh, not for not for classic minis at least, right? Yeah, definitely not, definitely not. So you had the um, you had the super low mileage red car, and I'm assuming you realized like, oh shit, this is like this is too nice to drive. Let me find the blue car. Is that yeah. that's kind of what happened? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was just it was just too good. Um, and the, the trouble I had with that with that red one, the main reason I sold it because everyone said, "Oh, why have you why have you sold it?" And when you've got a car that's like factory fresh, like it's all right, like driving a car because you can always restore them once they've been restored. But I felt right. as though, like if I if I ever did any paint work or anything to that car or any restoration work, I'd feel like I'd ruined it. Um, so that's kind of why I was like really scared of using it because I just didn't want right. to have to mess around with it. Um, so that's kind of when I went onto the blue one. So the blue one I got was, um, I think that was a, what, it was either one or two owners. And I think when I got it, I think it only had about 25,000 25, miles. Um, and obviously it was just kind of a, something I could put some tennis wheels on, new interior and kind of mess around with a little bit and do a little bit of work to without having to worry about it too much. Yeah, you know, that one, um, I, you know, I feel like the SPI, the the later Rovers are kind of the car that you can – get a nice clean example and mess around with and kind of, you know, uh, you know, dip into the classic mini world and play around, do different mods and not feel too bad about it. And now like yeah. you're, you've kind of figured out like, all right, here's what I want to do. So let me get into the Mark ones, the Mark twos, Mark threes and things like that. Kind of, kind of the same thing over there, I would assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, I always, I would say if you're going to modify a mini, you're probably better off with like an eight, a late eighties, early nineties mini. Um, well, like I say, one, because you can pick mm-hmm. them up a lot cheaper. Um, and two, like I say, it tends to, I don't know, I've had, throughout the mini scene, I kind of I kind of feel as though that era of minis, everyone t- seems to modify the most. So obviously, like the early stuff, like people are modifying, but they'll tend to use like more period stuff. And then the later MPIs, I think people just tend to leave them um, as they are, whereas like I yeah. said, the 80s and 90s stuff, I find people tend to do a little bit to them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We see that a lot here, but every once in a while you'll kind of see something that I guess people maybe not knowing uh, the different models and the different years in the United States, as much as, you know, some of the other countries that they were in a lot longer. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think every once in a while people will post like, Oh, Hey, I got this Mark one shell or they'll say the date or whatever. And I'm going to do a, uh, you know, wide flare honda conversion we're like no <laughs> yeah yeah can't do that to a mark one no you can't do it <laughs> hey, i mean i guess do what you want but like you'll kind of regret that like <laughs> yeah definitely so after the blue mini what what came next i, I don't even remember how many car, you know minis you've bought and sold i know what you currently have i think but uh it's been it's been a while i don't remember what came after the blue one yeah so after the blue one um was the was the minivan which is just over my right shoulder i don't know if you can just just see it there um oh, yeah okay. so the minivan was minivan was next um so yeah any everyone that i bought after the blue one i've not sold so everything you see i've still i've still got um so yeah the, the van was the van was next um and yeah that was a that was a, that was a good one yeah obviously still got it yeah i forgot yeah for some reason, I thought the blue one was manual, and that was the first one that you did like a video on uh, about adapting the, you know, the 
transmission and stuff like that. So it was the minivan then. You kind of yeah, did the, the minivan. Whole, uh, rest. You kind of went down the rabbit hole first on the minivan, huh? That was like the first one that you kind of like. Yeah, that was the first one. That... Repainted it, went engine build. Yeah, that I messed about with. Um, tell tell yes. us a little bit about that. Yeah, so yeah, so I got that minivan in 2019. I bought that minivan. I think it was January 2019. Um, so I remember doing London to Brighton in 2018 and seeing the minivans at London to Brighton. I was I remember saying to Tom like, "Mate, that's so cool. I got to have one." But at the time, I only ever I only ever knew you could I could drive autos. So a kind of minivan was right out of the question. Anyway, um, I got talking with a lad I used to, I used to work with. And um, we have like Volkswagen caddies for work. And he said, I've got this van. He said, um, but it's manual. So he's in the same situation as me. So I said to him, like, I said, how are you driving that? And he said, oh, I said, it's adapted, like, with a uh, with a clutch kit on it. So straight away, cog started spinning. I was like, yeah, I can uh, I can get a manual mini. So anyway, I got on, um, got on kind of, I think it was on eBay. I started looking. Um, I was looking at all sorts of minis. And I seen this van pop up. And I was with Tom at the time. I was having a few uh, a few beers at mine. I think I'm sure it was pretty sure it was like New Year's Eve, 2018. Um, so I had a few beers and stuff. And he was like, "Ring him, ring him, ring him." Um, so yeah, ended up uh, ended up buying that. And then obviously, like I say, I've still still got it. So I bought that in 2019. Um, used it. I used it all kind of summer, all summer. And then it got to like the end of end of 2019. I think it was after IMM. Um, I thought I need to do right. a little bit of tidying up on the on the wiring loom because it had like a forty year old wiring loom in it. So I thought I'm going to put a new wiring loom in it, paint the engine. But obviously, with minis, the more and more you dig, the more and more you find. And I just found myself, I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to strip it and, and redo it. So the damn rabbit hole what happens. Yeah, the oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I got bit <laughs> yeah, that, that one. one. That one went like all the way. Yeah, yeah. Engine but out that, job and that everything. Minivan, your minivan that you have. Yeah, your minivan is like kind of like the quintessential one that when I think of a minivan, I think of yours like kind of with the the hand lettering on the side, the, it's the panel and it's like mm-hmm. the old kind of work trucks. The, the, those are so cool. That's definitely one of my bucket list cars is to have one with some cool hand lettering on it. My great-grandfather had a um uh a auto shop here in Southern California. And I would think it would be super cool to get a minivan and have his auto shop like logo on it. I don't know if I could find his logo, but the name and like the old number, cause we have all that. It was like all makes yeah. or something like that. Something cool like that. It's so awesome. hundred percent, hundred percent. Any, any sort of classic commercial vehicle for me, if you're going to put you, one, you've got to have some form of sign writing on it. And like I say, it's got to be hand painted on. Um, it just, when the sun shines on it, you can just see like all like the brush marks in it. It looks so much better than yeah. vinyl. Yeah, so much better. Yeah, it's, it's really cool for sure. You know, it's pretty pretty popular here with you know the hot rod kind of car culture that you know they do a lot of hand lettering. There's I've seen a lot on Instagram that I'm just saving, waiting for the day to because my plan with my S is to kind of do the old school liveries and the the logos and stuff like that all hand lettered that's yeah that's the plan instead of vinyl i think that would be real cool with the, yeah, the numbers and all that yeah that'd be super that'd cool, be cool. for sure for sure i want to jump back to and you know if you don't mind explaining for people we've been you know i would assume most of everyone that's listening would know you but um i think there's definitely some people that aren't on instagram that might not know who you are um and we've been talking about adapting and things like that and uh, you know, if you don't know tunes in a wheelchair and 
super motivational. Um, you know, I don't think he's just living his best life. He's not yeah, even trying. I don't know I'm if you're trying, trying to be motivational, yeah. but it is. You know, you're just like crushing it. You're working on your cars. You're doing all this stuff on your garage. So I, you know, I don't, I didn't, you know, don't mind if you bring it up, but you know, that's kind of what we're talking about adapting because he doesn't have the use of his legs to, to do the clutch. So if you want to explain kind of the adaptive feature of the cars a little bit, maybe for some people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like I said, I'll kind of briefly touch on it. Um, but like I said, I did do a full video explaining how it all works. So if anyone wants kind of wants to see it in action, um, I'm sure you'd be able to sort of link out and stuff, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically in a nutshell, so all the yeah. cars that I've got, I've got whether they're automatic or manual, they're both fitted with a, well, they're all fitted with a push pull and control system, which is basically where you pull this lever to go and you push to brake. And that's the same on any right. car that you'll, you'll drive. And then the main difference between mm-hmm. obviously the minis, which are, manuals is i've got an electronic clutch so basically underneath the passenger in a wing there's like a there's like a motor which is basically linked with like a big like it's almost like a bike cable which goes down mm-hmm. down in front of the slam panel and it goes through the uh tow bar to the clutch pedal and basically that motor is controlled by an ecu which takes readings from a wheel speed sensor and the rpm off the coil and basically, that's kind of like the brains of the operation, which tells the motor how far to pull the clutch in, um, and it'll let the clutch out to the biting point if you're in, you know, stationary traffic, or if you're moving, it'll read the wheel speed sensor, reading that the, the car's moving, and it'll let it straight out past the uh, past the biting point. It's it's pretty crazy how it all works. It's definitely uh, definitely interesting. Yeah, it's super crazy. I, I remember watching the video, and for those that don't know, I alluded to it. Um, Alex does. Um, you know, YouTube, you know, not often, but often yeah, <laughs> you, have, you, you have quite a, quite a few videos and, and I'm excited to see more because, you know, you always have cool projects and they're always uh, fun to watch for sure with, you know, and we'll get into the rest of your car. So everyone go check out his videos. And like he said, there's one of them on there about how it works and kind of showing the whole process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I've been pretty quiet on a, on YouTube recently. I, t- I tend to have this habit where like I'll come back and I'll say I'm back and then I'll disappear again for months and months on end. And I think that's been for like the last, I think the last, I was looking actually on my, on my channel the other day, actually thinking, I think in the last like 12 months, I think I've uploaded like three videos, which is, uh, yeah. not the best really. Not but enough. Yeah. Well, I said I was, I was pretty gotta... good during lockdown. Um, and then like I say, as kind of everything's opened back up again, I've kind of found myself doing other stuff and YouTube's kind of been yeah. forgot about a little bit, but I do need to, uh, I do need to get back. Yeah. I do need to get back. I get you. I get you. I understand. Uh, I'm hoping for a garage update. I want to see the garage tour once it's fully, fully done. That's that'd be a good vid. Yeah, definitely. That, that well, that's one I plan on doing. And I've got, I've been doing a few little jobs on the minis at the minute, which I've not filmed for a uh, YouTube, but I'll probably just do like a bit of a bit of an update thing. But yeah, the garage is, I'd say it's like 98% complete. I've just got a few little trims and stuff I need to put up a um, little yeah. bit of painting on some of the, some of the walls. And then it's literally finito. What's your uh, what's your YouTube page called? What's the how do people find you and just type in Alex Tune or what? Uh, I think if you type in Alex Tune, it pops up. But if you just type in Classic Mini and then Details, it should uh, it should just pop straight up. Classic yeah. Mini Details, that's what it is. Yeah, it should just it should just pop up. All right, cool. So everyone, go check out Classic Mini Details. Obviously, check them out on Instagram as well, Alex Tune ninety four, and that's T O O N the tune man let's jump back into so um all right you got the you got the minivan you uh basically overhauled it when did you start getting into the s's you got the, uh, you caught the s you caught the s bug 
I mean, I've I've wanted a Cooper S for oh, years and years and years. I remember seeing so one of me uh, one of my mates who lives down South Mark, he's got a Mark Three Cooper S, and um, uh-huh. and at the time, so at the time, I wanted a Mark One Cooper S, and I thought, like I said, I was only sort of twenty, twenty four, twenty five, um, and I thought I couldn't really afford to afford a Mark One. So I thought, oh, I'll have a look at a Mark III because it was kind of like a little bit, a little bit cheaper. Um, right. So I thought I'll go for, I'll go for one. Anyway, I was looking for like sort of 12, 18 months for a Mark III. Mark III, I seen bronze yellow. Went to look at a few cars, um, but there was always something that was missing. Like either one of them had like a, the wrong engine in it, or you know something to something to kind of put me off. So I kind of like gave up on it, and I just thought, I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of looking. Anyway, um, I was just on Car and Classic one evening, just flicking through. I was looking for like I was looking for another project actually. I just thought I'll just type in Classic Minute, um, and see what pops up. And then the uh, the white one you see behind me popped up here. Um, yeah, this was at the end of, I think it was the second, the first or second lockdown we had in the UK. Um, so a guy had been rebuilding it over over lockdown, and it was kind of like I'd say it was like ninety five percent finished. Um, there was a few like specific bits that were missing. Anyway, went to uh, went to go and see it in York, um, and then come back, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I thought, right, well, I'm just going to go for it. So I thought, what I'll do is I'll I'll sell my blue one, and I'll sell my red one to then kind of fund the little bit of a stopgap I had in sort of budget between a Mark Three and a Mark One. Um, and then right. yeah, that's how that's how that one basically turned up. Oh man, yeah, I love that car. When I first saw you post that, I was like, son of a bitch. It was it's so good looking, and yeah, it, it a, looks. I mean, one. at least on the pictures. Uh, on the pictures, at least, it looks like a, a really well done um, restoration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, so it, these. If I was to pull it apart and do it again, there would be things that I'd change. Um, so it's still got the original floor in it, um, but it's all. I don't know if it's just me being a little bit picky, but it's all like dinted and battered. And but what I keep trying to tell myself is, at the end of the day, it's a fifty-eight-year-old car. It's still got the right. original floor in it, and I think right. at the minute, at the minute, I think. Um, is it M machine? I think about doing a replacement Mark One S floor, whereas years and years ago when these were kind of like restored and stuff, these right. panels weren't weren't available. So it's not got any any patches in it, but you can see where like it, stuffs like been it on, underneath it or whatever over the years. Mm. But like I say, it's all right. white and all painted. But it's just it is a little bit it is a little bit beat up. But the the outside of it, exterior of it, is absolutely absolutely spot on, apart from a few stone chips here and there. Um, right. So yeah, like I say, it could be better, but. At the end of the day, so it's, it's a car that you know I do I do actually use as well, so they can't always be perfect. You definitely take it to Mexico all the time, don't you? Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, like I said, this is this was the I, I, I say it's the fastest mini I it's the, It was certainly the, one of the fastest ones when I bought it, and it, it's kind of debatable whether it's quicker than the Mark Three or uh-huh. I, I don't know. You can't I can't really tell at the moment. Um, when I first got the Mark Three, that was definitely faster, but I think now this one's running. And it is a little bit of a lighter body shell, isn't it, on a Mark One? I think there's not much in them. Is it a is it a still a twelve seventy five or was the Mark One uh, rebuilt too? Yeah, so the Mark One was rebuilt, so it's a twelve ninety three um, okay. with a Swift Tune SW five cam, and it's also got the Downton H fours on it as well, inch and a half carbs. Yeah, the H fours. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's it's super nice uh old english white with black top yeah yeah old english white black roof um it has got red new wheels interior. on it as well now yeah red interior uh new wheels it did have, did have the uh standard s wheels which are just over my shoulder there um which i've now switched yeah. out in the uh in the process of messing around with it again 
that you got the rose petals on already or what? yeah i've done it mate yeah i've, I've put them on yeah, it's only took me about six months yeah <laughs> i i want to kind of get into that and, and you know you're you've kind of alluded to it already but you have this attention to detail that's like second to none and when you decide to do something you just do it perfect and if it's not perfect and you've completed the task you redo it to to get it done right yeah were you always like that or when you got into these classic cars and you you see this vision and you know what it should look like did that kind of spark it or were you always kind of like that uh, I'm always, I'm kind of like that with everything. I don't like doing half a job. I, I'm either fully committed to it or I'm not interested. It's either yeah. like one one way or the other with me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm like that with everything. I always like to try and make things best of what they can be, um, using yeah. kind of what I've got at that at that moment in time. It's good to have. I see a lot of half-assed jobs out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you like, if you half-ass it, you only end up coming back to it in sort of six months, and it probably end up costing yeah. you more money in the long run. Just kind of keep. I don't know, bodging it or doing things you don't really want to do. So I just kind of like I'll wait for the right thing and then I'll, I'll do it there and then. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's something that I've learned over the years for sure. And, you know, when I got started modifying cars, it was, you know, low budget because I, you know, just didn't have the money to do what I really wanted to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, I wouldn't say cut corners. I still try to do a good job, but it was, you know, now I I just wait because I want to yeah, do yeah. the the best possible. You know that's why my gearbox is still apart because I'm just waiting for the proper you know tools and parts and everything. I want to you know I want to do it right. It's not, yeah, that's it's not it. worth it. Try slapping apart or slap it back together and have to pull it apart again in a year. It's not worth it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think if anyone's kind of like wants to, I think with being as as you get older as well, I think you kind of learn a little bit of patience to kind of like wait for stuff. And for me as well, yeah. I, think I I quite like the fact like, you know, say if you want something rather than just kind of like settling for something you just see. I quite like the the hunt for stuff. Like say if you like it, need a need a part. I like, yeah. I don't know, I just like going on eBay or wherever every single night and just looking for it because you just never know when it's going to pop up. And as soon as you pop up, it's almost like right straight away, like everything's like you've, you're on it straight away or you've got to go and whiz and go and get it before yeah. somebody else does. So yeah, I quite like the, I quite like the hunt for stuff. Yeah, I love that. I was just talking about that with my wife today about like, uh, I was like, you know, even if I was like a multimillionaire, I feel like I would still want to find the best deal for something, you know, instead of just, boom, all right, boom, paint. I mean, my mind might change, but I like the hunt. I like to find the specific part and not just like, you know, go purchase, you know, I like that. Yeah. I like the deal. I don't know yeah, why. The hunt, just, I've the always been like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the problem you're getting now with these, obviously, like the period stuff for minis, if you're having to like period modifications and stuff, trying to get stuff cheap, it's really difficult now because a lot of people tend yeah. to know what they've got. Um, I mean, like, say you were your, your S, what was it? How long have you had that S now? It's probably a good 12, 18 months in it ago since you've had that. Uh, yeah, I've had it, uh, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I got it. I think, oh, I got it in January. So um, it's been a little over a year then. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, say stuff, stuff like that, particularly in the UK. Lucky on that one. Yeah. Major, really, really lucky on that one. Um, But yeah, stuff like that, it doesn't really pop up that much in the UK. Um, Like I said, the the price of S is over here in the UK. It's just just silly. Um, Because mine actually come from from America, if you didn't know. Um, Back in 2018, I think it got brought back. Um, So, yeah, mine's a, mine is an American S which has been converted back to uh, oh. back to write and drive. 
Oh, really? Wait, so it was a yeah, U.S. Yeah. car, like yeah. originally? Yeah, it's a U.S. And, and, and then, and then they converted it back to right-hand drive. Yep. Yep. That's it. Oh shit! Oh, so it's probably that's why it's not very rusty, huh? Yeah, well, that, that's why it's still got the original floor in it because it was a UK car. Um, that floor had been had been longer. Oh wow, that's interesting. It, so let me ask you this question then: um, If you let's because it's in America, it's left-hand drive. For those that don't know, UK it's right-hand drive. So is there a law in the UK that it has to be right-hand drive or because like over here we can drive a right-hand drive car as long as it's registered. So why did they switch it back over? Is it just for looks or what? Uh, I, I don't actually know why the guy um, converted it back to right-hand drive. I mean, personally, I, I prefer it right-hand drive. Um, it's just simple things like drive-throughs and stuff. But I know my brother's got a lot of uh, American stuff. He's into his American muscle cars and stuff. So he's got left-hand drive cars. Um, gotcha. So He's got like three left-hand drive cars, my brother. Um, so yeah, there's no law if it has to be right, right-hand drive or left-hand drive. Um, can be whatever, whatever it wants. But I think it obviously with it coming back to the UK, and with it being in minute, and it was having a full restoration. It just made sense to to put it back to right-hand drive. That's really funny. That's crazy. I'm sure that's like super rare that you have a US car over there. I'm sure there's not that many. <laughs> so well, it was a big. So a few years ago, like I say, a lot. of a lot of people did start bringing cars back from America. Um, one, because they were cheaper than, than UK cars. And two, like I said, the body shells on them were really, really good. Because obviously, depending depend on whereabouts in America it was, uh, it was coming from. But I know, like I said, a lot of, a lot of them was bringing them back from California. Because um, like I said, the body shells on them were, were amazing compared, to, compared right. to UK cars. So that's why a lot of, a lot yeah. of people do bring them back from the, uh, from the States. Huh, interesting. Damn, that's why there's none here. Sons of bitches. You guys got Yeah, we're, ro- we're we're taking them all back. Yeah, we're robbing them all back. You son, you son of a bitch. Oh man, that's kind of Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, my um so my my uh Rover, my uh Rover Cooper one that I have, the green one, um that was a UK import that the guy converted it to left-hand drive for whatever yeah. reason i don't know why i guess it's e- it's easy enough i guess but uh, yeah it's super simple because everything's already everything's already there um just got to switch the pedal box over steering rack um brake master cylinders and all that kind of stuff yeah I think you're, you're good to go then a little bit of wiring yeah yeah super super easy i want to jump back into um the parts and the hunt for it and you kind of brought up something you know when you start getting into the a little bit more of the rare stuff um, that hunt becomes super fun and interesting. But what I, at least over here, I feel like there's a big split between the guys that like that kind of period stuff, the new old stock stuff that love that hunt versus the guys that, you know, want to do the swaps or just, they don't really care. They buy the, the new Mambas versus searching for old Mambas or mm-hmm. the new ro- Rose pedals search versus searching for the old ones or something like that. W- did, were you ever that one side or the other, or you always were kind of like, boom, new old stock, like um, got to change it back to the champion, um, the uh, spark plug leads and all that kind of stuff. Were you always that guy or what? No, it was only, it was only really since I started with the, uh, with the Cooper S's where I kind of wanted them to be, more authentic type of thing. Um, cause I know when I restored my van, I put loads of new bits back on that, which 
Yeah. Ended up uh, biting me on the backside because loads of things started breaking. Um, but like I said, my blue mini, I don't think I put any, well, I didn't put any new old stock parts back on that. It had new wheels on it, um, all new. Mm-hmm. So I put Mark II lights in it, but like replica Mark II lights, um, new interior, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was no no NOS stuff on on the blue one. And it was only really right. with, the, uh, with a Mark One which kind of set it off. So like I said, when I, when I bought this car, Guy done it as a bit of a bit of a cafe racer, um, but it had like the replica mini spares, rolls petals on it. It had um, a few bits on it which weren't like original S stuff. Um, it had like a, a switch, a few switches in it as well, which weren't like so. Like on the Mark ones, are all like all the parts are like date date stamped. So basically, any parts that weren't yeah. the correct parts, I was like going on eBay looking for like the switches from like sort of late nineteen sixty four which would basically be on a, on a 1965 mm-hmm. car. So basically, what the aim of the game was to try and get it back as close to as factory, factory fresh as possible. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what got me into, into like the new old stock stuff. And I think once you've, once you start finding those little bits, it does become a little bit addictive. Yeah. Like um, I have on my desk here, there's the new old stock of the Lucas clear yeah. lights for, um, for uh, my, uh, U.S. car for my U.S. It, it's like mm-hmm. I, I always thought that stuff was cool, but like you said, once you kind of once you get that first one, it's that that bug is like what? Like the packaging's cool, but it's just old. And then you pull it out, and it's like this shit literally has been sitting in this box since 1965. It's insane. Yeah, and it, it just becomes addicting, and and I love it. Like you take it you know, the car to a meet or whatever. And, and other people are looking at it and you they like recognize like, Oh, that's like, that's an original part. Cause there's, you know, with minis, you could buy pretty much everything brand spanking new and mm-hmm. some of it's good. Some of it's shit, but, um, you know, the new, the, the old stuff, even if it's used, it's always better. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, I think it just gives us the character new, you know, new and shiny is always fun. But for some reason with these old cars, um, it just feels right. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I said, and I think as well, like because like obviously there's so much new stuff available. Like I mean, I I always got the impression is like anyone can just go and buy a load of brand new parts, but yeah. trying to find stuff which isn't being made anymore, which is kind of like laying someone's garage or you're waiting for someone to have a garage clear out. It just it just feels yeah. a little bit more special when you get it. Um, so that's why I kind of like like the old stuff. And like I said, the new the new lights like you had there, they they're made of plastic now. They don't make them in glass anymore. Yeah. So, like, say if you put gla- like plastic lenses on a on a Mark One, you're gonna it's just gonna stick out like a sore thumb. So for me, like, say you just go out, yeah, have the glass ones on it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you listen to the episode with uh, Marco and his brother? Which one was that one of? I've listened to them all. I don't, I don't know who was who's who. He he's the one that has the um the car from like Portugal. It was his brother's car, the S, the Mark One S. And ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember if it's a Morris or not, but he's like obsessed with new old stock parts. And uh, Marco, if you're listening, I saw you called the other day. I don't know my like messenger never like rings me, but anyways, uh, he he's obsessed with uh new old stock parts, and it's so like it's always he always sends me the parts hauls and stuff like that. And it's like, damn, dude, like he's he's in the hunt, man, with with that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know how he, he he's got a source somewhere that. He needs to give up because he he finds everything. It's insane. Yeah, I mean it's out there. It's out there to what be had. It's just um, I mean it's it's crazy. Well, like when you're searching for it on eBay, like you could type in new old stock um, headlight 
Classic Mini Mark 1 or something and nothing would turn up. Whereas if you just type in Classic Mini in parts, you could just have this one part that pops up, which no, doesn't know, nobody what it knows what it is, um, but it's that part yeah. that you've been looking for. Um, so, yeah, it just, it, like I say, you can find the same, you can have one part, but you have to do like six different searches for it to, for it to pop up. So, yeah, it's much more interesting. Yeah, I finally learned to stop going to the US eBay and just going to the UK eBay. Mm-hmm. But not all not all the listing you go you have to contact the, the seller to to see if he'll actually ship it or they her. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've but, heard a few uh, people say that about um shipping to the US, but I don't I don't I don't get why people would be funny with that. I mean if you're gonna obviously buy it for whatever the price is and then pay for shipping on top, like I don't get what the what the seller's problem is. I guess it depends what it is. Some, you know, I don't usually have a problem with a smaller part, but I don't know. It's kind of a pain in the ass for them to, I don't know. A lot of times I'll set up the shipping, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Some, some people are weird about it. I don't know. I've, I've shipped things to the UK and I don't recall it being difficult, but I, I have no idea. Yeah. It's crazy. No idea. No idea. Um, all right, let's jump back into the uh, Mark III. So you got the Mark III S then. That was the most recent one that you you purchased, right? Yeah, that was, oh, when was that? March 21, I think that one. Yeah, March 21, I think about that. Yeah, so I've had it just over two years now, yeah. Did this one just pop up and you kind of pulled the trigger on it or were you looking for another S or what? No, this one just popped up. Um, like I said, so... When when I bought the Mark One, I said to the I said to the missus, I said, right, well, I'm going to sell two, and I'll, I'll buy this one because it was it was pretty expensive. So I thought, I'll, I'll buy this and I'll sell them two, and then it kind of like it'll even itself out. So I kind of I will I was I was waiting for my uh, for my blue one to because I'd already sold my blue one at this point. I was just waiting to get the registration plate off it before I give it to the uh, the lad who's got it now. Um, okay. Anyway, I still had me I still had me Mayfair, and I got, I'd been off made a few offers on it to sell it, but I thought it's worth more than that, so I just don't on to it. Anyway, I follow uh, Richie Williams on Instagram, who I bought. So I got my van off Richie Williams, and I got the red one off Richie Williams as well, the uh, the Mayfair. I'm just flicking there on uh, on Instagram one evening, and it popped up, um, Swift Tune Powered Mark III Cooper S. So straight away, I'm like, he's got, he's got a Mark III Cooper S in bronze yellow, and it's got a Swift Tune engine. So I uh, I messaged him straight away, Richard. I was like, "You good for a phone call?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, give me a buzz." So anyway, I got on the phone. So I I wasn't looking for looking for a Mark III, and it's always the same. Whenever you stop looking for something, it'll pop up. Um, 100%. So yeah, it, it popped up. I um, had a good chat with him, and it, I think he I think he had it about two or three weeks before I went to went to see it because it needed some bits and bobs doing to it. I think he had a so when he when he did it, he did a few bits on the interior, um, and I think it had some it had a lot had, well, had a lot of paintwork doing to it. I think it had near enough a full respray. Um, before I got it, anyway, I remember him, him texting me saying, "Right, the car's going to be out of the out of the paint shop. It'll be ready for you to come and see it on um, on on a Friday." So I went down to see that, um, and when I was there viewing it, his phone was literally just like ringing and ringing and ringing with people wanting to wanting to buy it. There was there was lads messaging him saying, "I'll give you the full asking price. I don't want it, I don't want to view it. Just come and deliver it." But he'd already promised me that I could go and see it on the Friday. Um, so like yeah, I said, when yeah. I, when I saw that, I thought I can't let this one go. Um, so I said to him, I said, right, I'll have it. And at the time, I didn't even have all the money for it. So I said, right, I'll have it. And I sent him a deposit. So I uh, I was driving back from Devon. And I was like, shit, am I going to pay for this car? I was like 10 grand short. So um, I remember ringing my mum. I was like, mum. She was like, what? I was like, listen, I said, I bought this car. I've not got enough money for it, but I can't let it go. I said, will you lend me some money for a few months and I'll, I'll, I'll pay you back? So anyway, mum lent me some money to buy it. And like I said, that's kind of how it, how it come around. So yeah, that was a... Uh, 
it was funny. Like literally, it happened literally within the space of two weeks. I weren't even looking, and then next minute, I uh, I had a Mark Three S. I love it. I love it. No, I mean that's kind of how it happened. I feel like that's how it for something special like that. That's how it happened. That that's kind of what happened with my S too. Was, mm-hmm. um, someone sent the link. Um, I I clicked on it, and I was like, I I. You know, you, I, I'm a sh- I'm sure it's similar in in UK, but in the United States, everything's a Mini Cooper, right? Yeah, doesn't oh, matter the, if it's a Cooper. You, you youngsters Every- like calling everything a Mini Cooper. Everything's a Mini Cooper, so it's you know it just basically said Mini Cooper, and it was probably spelled Copper, not Cooper. You know, it was like yeah. a shit ad, couple pictures, and I started like looking, and we were just kind of I was talking with um, some of the guys in a, a group chat. And I was like, kind of looking, I was like, it kind of looks like 11 stud head. And then, you know, it kind of looks like it has the studs all around the, the, the door frame for like the S trim, you know, the Chrome trim. Yeah. And I was like, and I like zoomed in on the engine block and I saw it was like the, the S uh, engine stamp and stuff. I was like, holy shit. Like, I think that might be an S. And um, so it was on this uh, app called offer up and you kind of just like, submit an offer i think it was listed for like two thousand dollars so i don't know how much that is in pounds but like 2500 pounds i don't know <laughs> i don't but well, probably, i don't know the conversion <laughs> i think it's probably, it's probably like about 17 800 quid now in uh in in, in pounds yeah because the, uh, the dollar's see. a lot stronger than what it used to be i'm doing uh us to pounds let's see we're we're doing this live, folks. We're doing this live. US dollars. We'll figure it out. To, to pounds. We really gotta set the set the stage here. Okay, so I did two thousand. So it was uh US pounds sterling, apparently. Is that what it's really called? Yeah, that's okay, it. so it's uh so you guys are less, sorry. Uh, sixteen it was six listed for sixteen hundred pounds. Pouncer listed for that, so I off, I offered him a a thousand dollars. Um, so you know I'm not doing the the math on that, but um, I offered him a thousand dollars, and he like didn't answer. And I was like, shit, I'm like all right, whatever, it could have been cool. And then like a week later, he was like, ah, oh, you know, it's still available. I can't do I can't do a thousand, but I'll I'll do fifteen hundred. And uh, so you know whatever that is close to a thousand pounds for you guys. Yeah. 12, probably about 1200. Yeah. 1200. And then, um, I was like, uh, okay. All right. I'll come see it tomorrow. Are you available? And, uh, it was like the end of the day that day you available. And he was like, yeah, sure. So I like literally that night rented like a truck and trailer and me and my wife went up the next morning and yeah, like it, the point was, it just like it happens, like it just yeah, boom, yeah. it's there and it happens, and you got it, you got to jump on it because I guarantee that guy got blown up on that ad eventually because it probably got spread around, and um, you just gotta you gotta jump on it. Yeah, you, know? you gotta jump on it quick. I mean, I've lost out on so many so many minis in the past um, where I've kind of like ummed and ahed about it and not just jumped on it straight away. Um, so like I say, if you ever see something and you want it, just do it. Like I say, if you get that good yeah. feeling. Usually, when you get that gut feeling, I always say once once you know something's right, you just you should just do it. Yeah, don't think about it too yeah. much. Yeah, you know, especially with something like this, is you know we know it's the value of it. So if it's a good deal, you can jump on it and you can make it work. Like if you don't 
if you end up don't wanting it, then you can resell it probably for the same amount or more. Like yeah, <laughs> this exactly. in my situation, I was like, come on, dude, I, I know I could sell parts for 10 times the amount I bought it for. hundred percent. hundred percent. Oh man. Yeah. I need to get, I need to get working on that thing this year, but uh, you know, anyways, so any, uh, any other projects going on? I know you just finished up the garage. You uh, got anything else working on any of the cars or what? I mean, I've got, I've got a few period bits for the, for the Mark one. I've just, uh, just fitted my Vaux wheels last week um, or this week. Um, so I've put them on. Um, what else have I, what else have I got? Got a few little bits for the, for the Mark three going on at the minute. So I've done like the painted fuel caps, which you, you probably see on Instagram. Um, Painted yeah. the fuel caps. I've got the correct Leyland badges for it now on the A panels, which I uh, which I need to fit. Um, what else have I got? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not. I've not got an awful lot to do to them really. I know the van needs a little bit of work. That's got an oil leak on the engine, which really needs fixing. But I'm in two minds what to do. Um, I did speak to Swift Tune last week about doing a build on the engine of the van, but the price of Swift Tune is so expensive. Um, but it is worth it though, because like I say the Mark III's got a Swifting engine in it. It's just it's amazing. Um, so I don't know. I've, I've kind of put the van on the back burner a little bit until I figure out exactly what exactly what what I do. Does the uh, I would have to look. Does Swiftune still do those like uh, heritage racing kits or something? I forget what they were called, but it was basically like from what I remember, it was a really good deal. Um, you know in terms of what you got, they basically gave you the block, the, you know, pistons, the rings, the carbs, the, the head, they basically like give you everything. And it was a slamming deal. Do they still do that? I think it's, well, I, I've not looked on the website. I spoke, I rang them on the, um, on the phone on Friday and I spoke to it. Um, and I said, like, what would it be for a rebuild? And he said, like, are you, are you what on about us supplying parts? Or do you want us to like build the full thing? So, I think they do supply parts, um, but they do like um, I think they do like a they do a like a, is it? It's a touring touring engine. Um, which yeah, they is like have like a kit. Yeah, it's about hundred horsepower, and then they do a road rocket, which is hundred and ten horsepower, and obviously the, yeah. the more horsepower you got, you get you get more. But yeah, I only um, I only I only spoke to them about literally just sending them an engine and saying right, rebuild that, and they give me back as a as a running engine. Then they do like packages where it's just the engine, um, engine and gearbox. And then obviously they can supply carbs or you can supply your own carbs and then they can rebuild your carbs or it's a, gotcha. it's a minefield in it when you get to, um, doing engines. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, a rabbit hole like we discussed, but I'm trying to get, uh, Nick Swift on here soon. I've been in contact with the team over there. So hopefully one of these days and I'll, I'll badger them, see if we can get some discount codes for your tune. <laughs> and, uh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Get me a discount code and then I'll, uh, I'll be heading straight to a uh, stretch of Swift tune. But yeah, like I said, I definitely, I definitely want the engine building. Um, but it's just, like I say, it's just the finances at the minute. I just need to uh, figure out exactly what, exactly what I want to do. Um, I get you. I have, because the, the engine that's in that van, it's um, it's an A plus engine, not um, not an A series, and in that van it should have an A series engine. So, what I was thinking of doing is just leaving that engine in and just finding myself a proper A series engine, which actually matches the van a little bit more, and then having that built rather than having the A plus one built. Um, but people yeah. say to me that the A plus engines are stronger than the A series engines, but an A series would look yeah. better, would look more right in that van than an A plus. Why don't you uh, why don't you rebuild it yourself? You ever done one? Uh, I, it doesn't really interest me that I'll, I'll be honest because a lot I see a lot of people rebuilding engines, but for me, I just, I just, I just, I just not really. 
I, it's not something I like. I think I feel well, like I, I want to do that. I feel like you would, I, you know, I, 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 I get your point there, but I feel like you would because like the tolerances and everything that I feel like you would really like to be like, make sure it's perfect <laughs> yeah, and like perfectly within spec. And I feel like it'd be a killer engine, but uh, you know, I get it. It's a pain in the ass for sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's just a, a time and commitment. I just don't think I'd, I'd be up for it, but you never know. I'm never, I'm never saying, never say never. Um, you never know in a few years. I might think, yeah. do you know what? I want to, I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Tune, you ready for the uh, Patty Probe? Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, fire away. Fire away. All right. For those that don't know, if you're new here, Patty Probe, set of questions. We, uh, uh, I, I intended it to be rapid fire, but it never turns out to rapid fire, so it's just a set of questions. Um, some of them are quite uh, controversial. So first one, what is your favorite mini variant? it's a difficult one I knew you was going to ask me this one um, <laughs> you've had time you've had like 18 episodes to think yeah, about like, I, I, still, I still don't know you know I've, if I could only probably have like one minute it'd probably be a Mark 1S so I've probably got yeah I've probably got to say Mark 1S yeah can't go wrong with that can't go yeah, wrong can't go wrong with a Mark tough, 1 is it? That's a, it's a tough question right out of the gate I'm not going to lie yeah the, uh, the, the, the back end of a Mark 1 for me is just well, like everything on the Mark One's just yeah, the perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, they they just look so good, especially uh, in a little little uh, kind of race car cafe racer look. They look great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see here. A series Honda swap or other? A series, yeah, yeah. You Have talking you ever to the A series, a- man? <laughs> I knew that answer right away, but yeah, I'm, I'm more curious. Have you ever driven a Honda or or another kind of swap over there? No, I've never I've never driven one, but I did go in a a friend of mine. He took me around um, Castlecombe, and he had a it was a Vauxhall engine. I don't know, I can't remember what Vauxhall engine it was now. Um, but yeah, that was that was good. That was quick. Um, I, I I do I do think like eventually, if I ever had like more space and. A project that I wanted to do, I would, I would like to do like a VTEC Clubman. Um, that would be, that yeah. would be cool. Um, but yeah, for me, with the with the space that I've got at the minute, A series. But if I did have like all the mini variants that I wanted, and then I'd like room for another one, I probably would do like a, a VTEC, a VTEC Clubman. But it would be the last one on my list, so to speak. Yeah, I I feel the same way. It's not priority for sure, but I think it would be cool. It would be fun oh, for sure. Hundred percent. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not too familiar with Vauxhall, but is it you know just like a, a kind of a four cylinder engine, kind of like a VTEC or something? Yeah. So um, yes, like I said, the Vauxhall courses. Um, I think this. I think so. They did like a, a red top engine, which I think was like a bit like a, a sporty, a sporty version. Um, I'm, th- I'm pretty sure it was that of an, an Astra. I think it was a one point a one point six um, petrol. What you put in it, obviously five gears okay. as well. Um, and I think it was about yeah. 100 horsepower. Um, so obviously you got like, but I mean the gear ratios with, I mean 100, 100 horsepower in an A series, 100 horsepower in a modern day engine. The way it, right. the way it drives is is totally different with the gearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm interested in this one. Uh, your favorite mini modification, either one that you've done or one that you would like to do. Uh, favorite mini modification. I suppose it all depends on what what you're starting with. Um, probably a set of wheels. Yeah, a set of wheels. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a set of wheels. Is the uh, rose pedal your favorite wheel? 
100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those uh, original ones that you got redone are, are so awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're super nice, super nice. One of the questions is 10-inch, 12-inch, or 13-inch, but I don't even need to ask that one, yeah, so ten we'll inch, move on. Yeah, 10-inch, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, what's been the most pain-in-the-ass job that you've done on one of your cars? Uh, there's been a few, but I'll tell you what, what, what was, um, was a nightmare. I replaced a wipe motor on my uh, Mark One the other day. And that was yeah. an absolute nightmare um, because the yes. uh, the pins, like when you put the pins in, some of the pins were bent, but they didn't line up through the hole. So I was trying to like wiggle it in. And it was yeah, that was a, that was a nightmare. I think it took me like three hours to get the old wiper motor off, put a new one in, and then by the time I greased it up, and I was just like, this is an absolute pain in the ass. That's a great answer. I forgot how shitty that job was. I don't know why. The first time I messed with the wiper motor and uh, the whole mechanism on mine. It was like, yeah, bent, and I couldn't get it in, and then I couldn't get the the little, like, um, wedge, black wedge things with the nut on. I, it, yeah. was a, it took, like, yeah, it took, like, all day. It was like, what the hell? Yeah, it was, it was a nice job. <laughs> I've, like, never used my wipers either, but I just... It'll say, man, like, I've had this car three years in June, and it's never had a set of working windscreen wipers on it. So every time I've been caught in the rain, I've been relying on Rain-X to just, like, get the water <laughs> off the screen. Um, so like I say, now eventually I have a, I have a set of working wipers. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what is your favorite mini color? Uh, I probably said they call them a van. Is it- yeah, Calumulus Grey. Yeah, I do like, I do like a, a Calumulus Grey mini. Yeah, that is a nice color. That's that's another tough one because there's so many cool colors. But it's it's like, would I want that color though? So I, I mean, it know. all depends on what what very mini you've got. Um, like say if you've yeah. got a later mini, like say say for like a a, a '90s mini for me, sort of like solar red is a really good one. Um, yeah, electric electric blue, like my blue mini, that was that was really nice. Um, but yeah, it all yeah. depends on the area and what what mini it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It depends on what kind of style you're going for. If it's a, 100%. a, a van versus a saloon, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Da-da-da-da. If you had the ability to change something about minis in general, what would it be? Rust. Yeah, if they didn't rust, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you could just dry yeah. them in all weather and not worry about it rusting, rusting to bits, that'd uh, that'd be great. It'd turn them into around the clock cars rather than just summer summer cars for me, definitely. Tune, you know what would fix that is uh, moving to Southern California. That would that would it that would it definitely uh, that definitely work. Either that or Florida. Florida is one of Florida is a good place. I like Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida's fun. That's yeah, fun. Florida's good. All right, last one here. If you could have a drink, coffee, beer, or tea with one mini celeb, who would it be? It's got to be Nick Swift, I think. Yeah, in terms of like being relevant in the mini scene right now, I think Nick Swift would probably be the better one. Yeah, yeah, he seems like such a cool guy. So that's one of my uh, kind of um, not necessarily Nick Swift related, but going to like the. Um, the like revivals and stuff like that at Goodwood. Have you ever been to any of those? Or 
No, I keep meaning to go. Um, I just missed the 80th members meeting. Um, but I'm hoping I'm hoping to try and get there later this year if I can. Um, yeah. But yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah. I think it, I think yeah, if I went for a, a beer with Nick Swift, I think it would ultimately result in a, in a Swift Gene engine for my van. So yeah, <laughs> I'd probably. I, That's I'd probably, the... if I, if That's I got the salesman that, in you, right? <laughs> yeah. If I uh, if I got offered a, a job for a, a pint with Nick Swift, I'd probably like. That's a really cool idea, but it's going to be a lot of, a lot of money as well. Because like I, said, I think once you start talking engines with him, I think it just be too addictive. Like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah one yeah, day, yeah. one day I'll do it. <laughs> Man, I'll uh, I'll I'll patch you in when uh, if I ever get get him on here, and I'll, I'll just uh, slide slide you in at the end to talk to him. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Definitely. <laughs> Tune, I appreciate you being on. Thank you for taking the time um, out of your day and your family to be here with me. Um, like we mentioned, Alex Tune, T O O N ninety four on Instagram um, and on the YouTube's classic mini details. Anywhere else? Anything else you want the pe- the people to know? That's just the main two. The main two bits I uh, post on my minis. Yeah, I don't tend to put too much on Facebook. I tend to give it a little bit more family orientated on uh, on Facebook. Um, but yeah, mainly kind of like Instagram and, and YouTube. Yep. That's where I uh, put my bits and bobs. Awesome, cool. Well, I look forward to seeing more from you. And uh, again, thank you for being on. And catch you guys on the next one. Perfect. Thank you. Bye.